0: One fund, on point for today, the expert to talk about it. This is the ETF of the week. Welcome to the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from Tom Leiden, vice chairman at Vetify, who talks to us about unique and intriguing, new and different, and most importantly, sometimes trending ETFs, which you can learn more about at vetify.com where there is a suite of tools that's going to help make you a better investor in exchange-traded funds. Tom Lydon, always great to chat with you.
1: Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is the Alps O-Shares U.S. Small Cap Quality Dividend ETF, ticker OUSM. OUSM. The Alps,
0: O'Shares, U.S. Small Cap Quality Dividend ETF. A lot in there to to go through,
1: Tom, why this fund now. Well, Chuck, you and I this year have talked a lot about diversifying away from the S&P 500. And small caps, number one, over time, tend to outperform large caps. That hasn't been the case in the last 10 years. However, with the valuation that we're seeing in small caps, it makes them very attractive compared to the high valuation we've seen in the S&P. On top of that, quality is also done well this year. This ETF is wrapped up with small companies, dividend oriented, high quality, a lot of the the factors that you're looking for this year if you're looking to diversify away from the S&P 500. Now, We know Mr. Wonderful, Kevin O'Leary, is behind this. The great thing is, back when they created their ETFs, Kevin told me personally the story about how he hired five different managers, and they all were pretty stinky. Ultimately, what he did was he created a strategy himself and wrapped some ETFs around them. Hence, this is one of those strategies. So he puts his own money, and he made a lot of money over the years, in his ETFs with the idea that he can diversify and he puts his money where his mouth is. So this ETF has about 116 dividend small cap stocks. They tend to be overweight in areas like industrials and financials that are actually doing pretty well from a sector standpoint this year as well. As rates are higher, small financial companies, specifically banks, do a lot better when interest rates are higher because they can lend out and get more money in. Also, from an industrial standpoint, we know that there continues to be more build-out throughout the U.S., and that's a big part of it as well. So as we talk about diversifying away from the S&P 500, this is something to consider. In addition, the Russell 2000 is up a mere 4% this year, so small caps in general, 4% this ETF is up double that, 8% this year. So again, quality and index selection means something when you're thinking about this ETF.
0: At the same time, this fund has been, I won't say trending down, but it's very close to its 200 day moving average. It's been above it for a while, but it's not way above it. So is this a 200 day moving average play? And do you worry about something that kind of looks like it might cross the the 200 day moving average in the wrong direction here.
1: Anything that's above its 200 day average by a small amount could easily cross and go below. However, as you think about going into the fall, you think about going into 2024 and you're looking to diversify with good companies, quality companies, and also have that dividend kicker. This dividend kicks off 2%. Again, in this yield environment, not that great. But if you actually have good quality stocks and you don't have to pay a lot for them, that's an added bonus.
0: When you say it's not that great, I think it's great on the small cap front. As a dividend-oriented investor, which I am myself, I think for a lot of folks, when you go to small caps, you're saying, this is the growth part of my portfolio. I'm not going to worry about the dividends. So while, yes, in the big scheme of what's a huge dividend, it's not a big dividend. The fact is there are plenty of small cap funds that, are investing in small-cap companies that
1: pay no dividends and there's no dividend payout. Chuck, you're absolutely right. My reference is more to the high-yield environment we have today, the fact that you can get more than 5% in a money market fund, if that's your goal. But to your point, this is not your goal. Your goal is long-term investing, long-term growth, long-term diversification into quality stocks, and having that dividend kicker is just an added bonus.
0: Yeah, Well, it kind of hedges – that I'm going to take small caps and have the risk without necessarily going all the way to, yeah, it's no guarantee on the dividends.
1: Absolutely. So back to your point, is this a trend following play or a diversification play? I would just say this, and we know that this is the case because we look at all the fund flow. We look at all the asset holdings reports. The average investor today has way too much money allocated in the U.S. compared to foreign and allocated to large cap growth, specifically highly correlated to the S&P 500. That's worked very, very well. But today, the biggest fear among financial advisors is not inflation and rising interest rates. It's market volatility and high prices in a few stocks that represent the S&P 500. So, look, we're not saying run for the hills, but make sure you don't have all your eggs in one basket, because that one basket... 80% 80% of the growth of the S&P is in seven stocks this year, and that's a little scary.
0: Not only that, but you, know, you and I talk ETFs every week, and I'm always saying, where does this go in a portfolio or what have you? A lot of ETFs, because they want to look good in the charts, they want to do whatever, are finding their excuses to buy those seven stocks. Like, you talk about correlation. I don't worry necessarily about correlation in the market. I worry about overlap. I worry about somebody building a portfolio, thinking they're being diversified and winding up with, you know, 18% of their overall portfolio in like Apple and Amazon or what have you, because you bought three or four funds that have it. This fund, yeah, you don't really have to worry about that. So it gives you the real diversification you're looking for, right?
1: Absolutely. And again, it's time-tested. It's been around for a while. That's another thing to think about too. I was glad to be able to bring this to the forefront. The folks at Alps and the folks at O'Shares have done a tremendous job It's just something to think about. There's so many choices, Chuck, out there. It's really nice to make sure you're looking to diversify. Spread the wealth a little bit. And there's some good quality stocks that are out there. Spreading the wealth may help you make the wealth. And this week, we're doing that
0: with the OUSM, the Alps O-Shares U.S. Small Cap Quality Dividend Fund. It is the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon at Vetify. Tom, great stuff. I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production of Money Life with Chuck Jaffe and Vetify.com. Yeah, you can learn about my show at MoneyLifeShow.com or on your favorite podcast app. You can learn about Vetify at Vetify.com, on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi. And Tom Lydon, Vetify's vice chairman, my guest. He's on Twitter too, at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on your favorite podcast app. And if you have time, leave us a review because they really do help. For Tom Lydon, I'm Chuck Jaffe. We'll see you again next week. And until we do, happy investing, everybody.